0: It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live.
1: It's nine minutes past eight time for the Forum at Eight. I'm Krivani Pele in for Sakina Kamwendo this morning. Well, on the Forum at Eight this morning, academic programs came to a standstill at Rhodes University in Grahamstown in the Eastern Cape. This as students continue to protest over what they say is a failure by management to act against alleged sexual uh, offences suspects. The uh, students are demanding the suspension of 11 students accused of sexual offences. Offenses, including rape. Their names were posted on Facebook. Lubabalo Dada compiled this report
2: the protest began on sunday and has intensified throughout the week with female students demonstrating half naked near the institution's drama department management had set aside the day to have lectures about sexual violence as a way of raising awareness but this did not materialize as students boycotted and disrupted classes it's alleged some students sustained injuries after police allegedly fired rubber bullets while students were setting up barricades and disrupting classes five students have been arrested during the protests. One of the organizers, Bamanya Saki, elaborates.
3: The police came
2: and tried to remove the barricades. In the process, they injured two students. Two of us are in hospital at the moment, and four are in police custody.
4: The only thing operating now is the counseling center for anyone who needs emotional help, or who needs to talk to someone, and the, the SAN, which is our clinic. So those are the only two things
2: open at the moment. Rhodes University authorities have urged female students who have been victims of sexual offenses including rape to come forward and report to those involved. Deputy Vice Chancellor for Research and Development Dr. Peter Clayton says the university can't suspend the student without following proper procedures. Um,
5: We are on the same page in condemning any kind of sexual violence. We do believe that one rape is one too many. We don't want that culture uh, anywhere near our university, in fact anywhere in our country. Uh, The one issue that we differ on quite substantially is that uh, this group of students would like uh, any accused to be summarily dealt with and uh, we cannot do that, that is not lawful, that's not what's in the constitution and that uh, any person accused has the right of reply, Uh, that's what's dealt with in the law of our land and so that's how our student disciplinary code works. Students also allege that
2: the university has been discouraging sexual offense victims from reporting rape cases in order to protect the image of the institution. However, Clayton has dismissed these reports.
5: That's entirely untrue. Everybody has the right to go straight to the police. Uh, No student is required to deal through the university if they choose not to. Uh, So we have an harassment office Uh, One of the um, uh, complaints of the students is that they believe that the capacity of that office is insufficient, and we've immediately agreed that we will look at that. Um, But there is no rule that says students may not go straight to the police, and certainly in uh, cases of serious sexual assault. Um going straight to the police often makes a lot more sense than coming to the university.
2: Director of Masma Women's Support Centre in East London, Dr. Leslie N. Foster says the protest is reflective of frustrations women are feeling and levels of sexual violence people are experiencing daily.
3: That is really what women are saying, the young women are saying we've had enough because
4: I think they're reporting some fourteen cases, but I'm sure that there are many many more cases at Rhodes, as there are in our society generally so i I understand that the women are very angry and are wanting to um you know to stop this violence and, and to have some kind of of safety and protection of their
1: rights.
2: The arrested students have been released on warning. I am Lubabalo Tata in Grahamstown.
1: As you heard, students at Rhodes University in Grandstown yesterday vowing to shut down the institution if uh, management fails to act against suspected rapists on campus. Earlier this week, female students demonstrated half-naked to protest the university's policy. Rhodes University Vice-Chancellor Professor Sizwe Mabizela says the high number of rape cases at the institution is a mirror of violent sexual crimes in broader society. A list of Male students accused of sexual assault incidents have been circulating on Facebook. It's sparked national debate about rape culture on campuses. It's actually embarrassing that we even have a term, rape culture. Culture in, in in conversation now against the backdrop of what's unfolding at uh, the Grahamstown tertiary institution, the forum at eight this morning looks at what's behind rape culture on campus. How are campuses across the country handling sexual assault and abuse? We'd like to hear from you throughout uh, the next 45 minutes or so. You can tweet us on AM Live on SAFM or Facebook us uh, AM Live on SAFM. You can SMS us. 34701 or give us a call on 0891 104208. Our guests this morning include Professor Sizwe Mabizela, Vice Chancellor of Rhodes University and Lee Claire Ngobozi, who is part of the students protesting hashtag rape culture at Rhodes University. Um, let's uh, welcome our guests at this time. Professor Mabizela, good morning. Good morning, Krivani. Uh Likle Ngobozi, good morning to you. morning. Well, I just want to start with, uh, you know, this research released last year that shows the processing of rape cases is often inconsistent and riddled with problems. A report revealed that of the 62,649 sexual offences cases reported between 2013 and 2014, just over 5,000 resulted in convictions, while the rest never even made it to court. Now, uh, Professor uh, Mabizela and Claire both get an opportunity to answer this question. Is this mirroring what's happening on your campuses at this time? We'll start with you, Professor Mabizela. Because
6: I think that is uh, a fair reflection of what is happening in our society. There is a problem of rape and sexual violence in our society, and extensive work has shown that rape and sexual violence are endemic in our society. One, there, are, there is low level of reporting of these uh, for many, many reasons, and there is a lower rate of successful convictions uh, and I think uh, as a university, we are a microcosm of this society and so. Uh, what happens at universities is reflective of what is happening in the broader society.
1: Litley, your, your response to that statistic? Um, definitely. I think rape
4: and sexual assault is something that is particularly ingrained in the South African state. I mean, we're currently living in a rape state as it is. We have a president who has been charged. Um, he has been charged of uh, rape and sexual assault. And so, the very construction of the state is one of the political culture in South Africa is one that has been formulated on the understanding that women's bodies are particularly um, susceptible to violence, and that the state really has no responsibility to ensure that women's bodies are protected. And so, we see this being infiltrated in our universities and um, also in the public sphere in many aspects. Particularly at the university, you find that the mechanisms of which. Um, mechanisms which are supposed to be helping survivors of sexual assault are actually failing us in the sense that students are not particularly drawn to the procedures because they know that the outcomes are not going to be um, in their favor. You find that they go through a lot of uh, re-traumatization as well as um, having to relive and and re-account their their sexual um, assault and the experiences related to that. So what you find is that the university is not taking seriously the idea of creating survivor-sensitive procedures and structures that empower the survivor and not placing the accused as the main person that we should be looking after and should be protecting.
1: Lille, um, this week we've been glued to our radio and television sets as, we, as we've been hearing and watching what's unfolding at your campus. Students going on the rampage this week, barricading roads, vowing to stop academic uh, activities if, if, if management does not act swiftly against this rape culture. But I'm also told that in the past uh, week, 22 students came forward saying they were raped or sexually assaulted. Lee Claire, for the benefit of our listeners, what exactly is going on on your campus?
4: Please could you ask the Vice Chancellor, because he's the one that should be having the answers to this question. Because a lot of us are actually feeling unsafe, and a lot of the survivors are also... I think that the Vice Chancellor is taking seriously what is happening on his campus. And I don't think he's actually taking seriously the gravity of what is going on, where students... Um, on Sunday when the reference list had come out with the names of the rapist, he proceeded to protect one of the accused by stretching his arms out and making sure that the crowd that was gathered was not going to inflict any harm on the person that was accused. So again, we see this consistent um, inability of, of, of the vice chancellor and his management to, to, to respond with sensitivity and care. Um, but responding with the idea that everybody's rights are supposed to be protected. But the issue with that is that if you are, pre- if, if you're going to use the constitution as the main arbiter, what happens then you're not neutral. You, you automatically take the side of the accused and then you leave the victim or the survivor you know, in dire need of some protection. Professor, so what happens then when the Vice-Chancellor does not take seriously what is happening at his institution and chooses to protect the violators and leave the, the, the survivors and the victims in harm's way?
1: Professor Mabizela, so are you are, are, are you protecting the perpetrators? Are you ignoring the victims? Please respond to Likle.
6: Kivani, that is absolutely untrue. Uh, I could never protect Any person who commits such a horrendous crime, Krivani, I have two wonderful girls, and I want them to grow up in a society that is safe, that is free of the scourge of rape and sexual violence. I would never, ever defend any person who commits such a horrendous crime. Let me go back to the issue of 22 cases that you referred to.
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
6: Krivani,
1: uh, Professor Mabizela, I'm going to ask if you could please speak up. Okay. Perfect. Um,
6: there are, I'm not aware of any 22 cases that have been reported. This came out in the media. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have been informed by our harassment office that two cases have been in reported. The 22 was reported in the media. I, in fact, I have been advised by the Grahamstown Police Station that they have received instruction from national government to investigate these 22 cases. Uh, the information I read in the media was that uh, someone receives these as, uh, in a confidential manner from whomsoever, and so I hope that the police, with their, uh, with their resources, will be able to investigate these 22 cases. These have never been reported uh, to the university. Let me just go back to uh, the issue of of the particular case that the list that appeared. Mm -hmm. Uh, On Sunday, there's that list of 11 people that appeared. Kivani, I think we must agree that we must always act within the prescripts of our Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land and the national legislation that we are all subjected to. One cannot summarily In fact, the Vice-Chancellor cannot summarily suspend a person without a formal charge laid against the person and a statement relating to the charge, Uh, because I need a statement to be provided, because I need to be able to put this to the suspect that this is what you have been accused of, uh, and that person has the right of response, and once that response has been heard, I can then decide on the basis of that whether or not to suspend. And in fact, we do need to investigate, but you can only investigate if a case has been reported and a statement submitted. Uh, I agree with Lisa uh, on the fact that we do need and we have acknowledged that we need to provide a safe, secure, and supportive environment for survivors to report these horrendous crimes. Students must feel confident that once they have reported uh, sexual violence or rape, that the university will provide the support, will be able to uh, investigate the matter and prosecute to the full extent of the law. But one can only do that once the information has been provided. We, We must be very, very careful that we observe the
1: Constitution
6: and that we act in a manner that is consistent with the laws of the land.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Professor Mabizela. I'm going to ask you and Lee Claire to continue holding. We'd like to hear from our listeners. You can tweet us, Facebook us, call us 0891-104-208, us 34701. We'll be taking those uh, comments after this quick ad break.
0: The Forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
1: 25 minutes past eight. Incidents uh, of rape are further evidence that rape culture is a reality in South Africa. This term, according to uh, Elizabeth LaRue in an article published in the Mail and Guardian, says this term was coined in the 1970s and refers to the pervasive ideology that supports or excuses sexual assault. In this culture, it is primarily women who experience a continuum of threat violence that ranges from sexist remarks to unwanted sexual touching. So we'd like to hear from you now at the backdrop of what's unfolding at Rhodes University. Uh, We go straight to the lines now and say good morning to Faisal in Durban. Hi, Faisal.
6: Good morning. Good morning. There's two points I want to make. First of all, uh, you know, it's uh, walking naked in university by students is like, standing in front of a hungry lion now that they have to grow up now and, and understand women need support women to be mature and understanding we don't want any rape I believe a rapist should have life sentence or death sentence
3: uh,
6: and the other point is that if any one of those people that they are accusing of and the university expels and if it's not true the university will be sued for millions of rands mm. So there has to be understanding on these things, you
1: know. Faisal in Durban, thank you very much. He says, "Walking naked on campus is like standing in front of hungry lions." But Faisal, don't women have the right to to their own bodies, the right to decide what to wear? And this is, uh, you know, going to the extreme to show the 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 the, the seriousness of of uh, what's happening at Rhodes University. And I got a very disturbing SMS from Ntuli who writes in and says, "Rhodes students." Are not babies or old or but young and want to wear uh, very little to be sexy, so they need to stop inviting uh, trouble. I'm told by men that short skirts, shorts, and tight pants um, uh, signals wanting sex, shows self respect, or won't get it. Uh, that's completely disturbing. I'm sure activists, feminists, human rights groups are going to be seething just hearing this uh, uh, point of view. Um, how do we protect our women? How do we, sh- uh, you know know, uh, emphasize the right to one's body, the right to choose uh, what to wear. Let's go to Rex in Germiston. Good morning, Rex. Uh,
0: uh, good morning, um, presenter.
6: Good morning to your guests and listeners as well. I, I think we are making much ado about nothing uh, because the reason why I'm saying this is that every man, every woman in, within the university campus, an undergraduate or uh, uh, postgraduate student, is an adult of more than 18 years or 19 years of age. I do not think that such an adult does not know where a police station is if any rape or attempted rape is made on her. University grounds and university securities and offices are not the appropriate place to report rape. I think we are raising an, I mean, a very obnoxious issues to tarnish the image of certain universities. Every adult in the university, female adult, knows where a police station is, and that is the appropriate place to report rape. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Rex in uh, Germiston. Let's uh, get Lichle to respond uh, to to that uh, caller. Litle, why, in in your opinion, and in your activism and in your consultations, why is it that some uh, women on campus are not reporting it, uh, reporting their uh, assaults or cases of assault to the police? And before
4: I answer that, can I just respond to the SMS and the person that? I yes, yes, please go ahead. I think it's really, really reckless and irresponsible of men and women to assume that women do not have the right to use their bodies in the ways in which they see fit. Mm. We've seen throughout history that women use their bodies as a form of protest, taking back the body that has been used as a fight of war and a fight of entrapment. And women use their bodies in ways to reaffirm their identities and also use it as a way to protest and signify that they have ownership of their bodies and that men do not have the right to assume ownership and to commodify that body as a form of political warfare. And so it's requisite responsible of men and women to think that they have the right to dictate the manner in which women can use their body and express themselves politically. We know that the body can be used as a tool to send across various political messages. And a naked body, particularly that of a black naked woman, standing in the middle of the streets using their body as a way of sending out political messages in this climate that is particularly brutal and violent to these bodies is something that we should take very, very seriously. And I
1: think that callers need to take that seriously as well. Yeah. Professor Mabizela, I can hear you agreeing in the background. I want to get your uh, commentary next.
5: The Forum at 8
0: on AM Live turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
1: That's indeed what we're doing for the next 25 minutes on the Forum at 8. I'm Krivani Pillay in for Sakina Kamwendo this morning. It's 25 minutes to 9. Before we get to your SMSs and tweets, Professor Mabizela, I'd like you to um, uh, respond to the discussion we had before we went to the news bulletin.
6: Distressed by the two first two callers the one who said that walking naked is like uh, standing in front of lion mm. look we are humans we are not governed by instincts we are human beings and the other one who says that if someone who wears a short skirt and so on and so forth every person has a right to their bodily integrity every woman has a right to have their bodies respected and no one has any right to uh, to do anything on their bodies without their consent. So for people to think that you are like animals, you see a naked person, then you have to act instinctively. That is unacceptable. That is what is perpetuating this culture of rape and sexual violence in our society. Let me just respond. To that. There was one caller who said that people know where the police station is and so on and so forth. I agree with that. But our university would be the first port of call We have a responsibility to provide that survivor with a safe, supportive, and a caring environment to report the case and be sure that we support them if they want to go report the matter at the police station. We have a responsibility that we cannot absolve ourselves of because we are the first of call. We must show that we care, and therefore we are enhancing our systems and our processes so that we provide that survivor-responsive environment which will make it possible for survivors to report uh, cases of rape
1: and sexual violence. Dr. Mabizela, in a short while I want to look look further uh, in detail at those processes, interrogate the university policy, but first let's uh, find out how the conversation is playing out on Twitter this morning. At Spezo says, sounds like the VC is more concerned about broader society than the university he is in charge of. Claire Angelique writes in and says, why is this the teacher's problem? Students must take responsibility for their actions. Report to police and get back to studying. Atalani Mofokeng uh, writes in and says, I agree with the VC. Some parents protect and cover up for their rapist sons and daughters. Um, uh, Atsepo Khanaka writes in and says, you would have to deal with the symptoms, misogyny, patriarchy, male chauvinism. Rape is an illness. Uh, Linkford Matambo writes in and says, there is nothing called rape culture just another term for a crime we are doing nothing about that's what's happening on twitter some of our, our sms is coming through are asking what's what does this mean about education um inkosi nati imbedu in peter maritzburg says uh, rape culture is just an indication of moral decay and diminishing human values of ubuntu so a lack of human dignity um we're going to get to more of the sms's in a short while but i need to ask you likhle at this point earlier on in the show you talked about rape charges against the president our listeners um are not very happy with that they 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 say um, you know, are you referring to the SRC president? Are you referring to the president of the country? Um, you know, it, it does not help the anti-rape cause to use emotional blackmail and lies to pursue. That's from Karabo in Joburg. Tabor in Joburg says um, the kangaroo court mentality of the guest is dangerous. We cannot pick and choose what we like in the Constitution and the laws of our, co- our country. A quick response from you, Lee Hler. Well, the
4: fact is, the president of South Africa currently was charged of sexual assault. That is not a lie. That is a fact. Whether he was found guilty or not, that's a story for another day. That means introspection into the systematic silencing of people that um, choose to, 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 to seek legal action. So the fact is, our president is or was um, charged of sexual assault but also um, a member of our SRC at this very institution happens to be on the list. And still, the Vice-Chancellor has said that he has no jurisdiction over the SRC. However, if a student of yours, irrespective of what um, leadership position they hold, before they're in any sort of leadership position, they are a student of your university. And the fact that you can allow for a student to still be in a leadership position, knowing very well that he has... Perpetrated or violated a woman's body and that's it is unfathomable, mm. and it speaks to the greater issue of men being allowed to violate bodies and having All no right, costs. let's
1: let's get the uh, let's get the Professor Mabizela to to respond to that uh, uh, Professor Mabizela.
6: Sivani, as I have indicated, we need people to report these cases.
1: We need people to
6: provide statements. If the accuser or the person who uh, says that she or he has been uh, raped by this member of the agency must come forward provide the report we will act the problem is if the name appears on the list and you are asking me on the basis of the fact that the name appears on the list we must therefore expel the person from the university we would be acting in an unconstitutional manner. We sent out a a secular asking all students who have been victims of sexual violence and rape, those who wish to report should do so, should provide a detailed statement. We will investigate these matters and act. In the absence of such an information, my hands are tied, because I'll have to look at this person and say, the person will say, who is my accuser? I will have no such information.
1: All right, Professor Mabizela, I I just want to focus then uh, on the policy, uh, you know, at, at At Rhodes University, the the policy puts the onus on the victim to prove their perpetrator intended to rape them. So this, I think, is at the the heart of it, because I I was listening to to the Rhodes University spokesperson outline, uh, you know, the the options that students have if they choose to report rape at the university's harassment office. So there are four options. One, report the incident with no further action. Two, report the incident and have the accused be brought in. Three, mediation. Four, disciplinary action. I want to look at three, mediation. Am I, if I was a victim, am I going to sit in front of my perpetrator?
7: Yeah.
6: Krivani, we are giving people options. They are not forced into any of the four options. If you choose to follow the disciplinary option. It is entirely up to you. No one forces people to go to... In fact, there are people who want to go through... Mediation perhaps is not an appropriate term. Uh, There are instances where people will say, I don't think that the person who committed this crime on me fully understands what rape is. I do want him... I do want to face him. I do want to talk to him. I do want to make him aware that what he did was completely unacceptable, it was a crime. There are people who choose that option, and once they have done that, they are satisfied and they are prepared to move forward. It is an option, and no one is forced into that particular
1: option. Well, at uh, Chris Maxson writes in and says, "Stats say one in four of victims we're graduating abusers who will unleash their unchallenged perversion in society." Uh, another um, SM, uh, tweet comes in uh, and says, uh, uh, "Forgive me, I'm, we're a sick society if we call culture rape a, a, a culture, um, as well as." who or what taught the man to rape? What is the history of rape in South Africa? And uh, uh, Atlomani writes in and says, I'd like you to ask the Chancellor of Rhodes if this is the first time he's heard of a case of rape at the institution. When was the first time, Professor Mabizela, that you heard of a case at your university since you've become Vice-Chancellor? we
6: there are cases that are reported, and in fact, the tragedy is that there are very few cases that are reported, uh, and that is uh, one of the things that we need to deal with because there is ample evidence to show that uh, the problem of rape and sexual assault is is endemic, uh, and so I am worried about the low levels of reporting. Uh, as I've indicated, uh, two were reported this year. Uh, That um, those were reported at our at our office. So let me just go back to the issue of uh, the requirement as in terms of prosecution. Uh, Kivani, the National Legislation uh, Sexual Offences Act uh, requires certain elements to be established regarding any case uh, uh, that is uh, any crime that is committed. Um, And in fact, I have asked our law faculty to look at uh, that act because it does set what i consider to be an impossible hurdle uh, when it requires someone a survivor to prove that the person had an intention to commit rape i think that is really placing an onerous responsibility on the part on the side of the uh, of the survivor so we are looking at that but that is contained in the national legislation Remember, we are also bound by the national legislation, and therefore, in any case, all the elements of the crime must be established. Um,
1: Mm. All right, uh, Professor (laughs) Mabizelo, hold that thought uh, uh, lightly as well, because I want to take a a few calls at this time. I'm going to start with Fran in Johannesburg. Good morning, Fran. Yes, hi. Um, I would
3: like to quote to you (coughs) from a talk I was asked to give to the medical
4: graduates at WITS. Apparently, raw reports are from police stations are not entered into the system, sometimes for months and even years, especially on weekends. Some examples are PAL, PAL East, mm-hmm. M-B-E-K-W-N-I in Wellington. This was a report in Mail and Guardian, rape, not a crime, for Powell Police 30th 10 2009 <clears throat> and apparently the acting commander of the Powell FCS had instructed officers not to open rape
1: cases but to record these as incidents so I would just like to put this into the mix thank you. Thank you very much Fran in Johannesburg. Marda in Melrose good morning.
3: Morning I'm coming from Melville. I'm, I've been very, very disturbed as well by the by the first calls, and I'm, I'm happy the, the gentleman spoke um, to, to issues like uh, men being lions and 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 other things. Hmm. for me it speaks to rape culture and how extended it is on society. And I would just two quick points. One is it, it comes again and again. That the, the it's about the the responsibility of of the women, right? Now, of course, my 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 daughter is still at school, and they're thinking very actively on programs of uh, like how to deal with bullying. And one of the things they take up is that the rest the rest must pick up because the victim normally is the one who's in a in a in a weakest position to speak for many issues, and that happens with rape as well. So, rape culture means that uh, I mean that that the men around. Around. They, they, they also keep quiet when comments are passed, when other men break about, you know, like she was drunk and what, 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 mm. or whatever. So, why are we talking about the women? Men are mature. Can they speak up? Can, can they speak up against this culture? Can, why, why must, must, uh, can, 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 can universities catch up as well with this kind of program? And, and, and actually educate others that rape is a crime. And so it is the abuse that, are, that, that, that perpetuates and supports it. So why why is only that we uh, we speak in schools? These are also institutions that nurture that we find our young men and women there. Why is it that they're no now you're on your own and this is a, uh, this is not this is not the jungle? Marta in uh, Melville. To to.
1: Thank you very much uh, for your call. Uh, we go to Grahamstown, the the spotlight for this protest action, and say good morning to Roxanne. Hi. Hi there.
7: I'm a student at Rhodes. Um, and I think the debate has gone in in such a a good way to to highlight some of the issues and to try and come up with solving problems, and I'm glad for that because I think it's very dangerous to start now pointing fingers and blaming the vice-chancellor for not caring um, about the girls and about creating a safe space for them. His hands are tied, and he is has to work with through protocol over a long period of time to change things at the institution and he cannot change things in the country and in the world as one man. So I think it's very good to be talking about these um, solving the problem in the way that we that the debate has gone because for students and um, as Liegler was saying earlier on in the debate that
1: the Vice Chancellor doesn't care is not fair on him. Mm. All right uh, thank you very much for your call Roxanne in Gramstown Eddie in Cape Town hi
0: Hi I'm um, sorry I joined your show very late but there are just few things that I want the VC maybe to talk to The one is where we mentioned the 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 um, the victim must prove that there was intention to rape is he talking about someone who has already been violated or where there is an attempt to violate because I'll find that ridiculous that someone has been violated and you have proved that there was an intention. I mean what what is that? I just want him to clarify that. The second thing is um, I'm concerned about mediation. Um, He said that's a bad name, uh, a bad term to use maybe. He can give it another term because I'm thinking uh, rape is a crime as defined. So when you mediate you, you, you mediate between two parties that are disagreeing about something, not um, whether it's a crime. So I just want him to talk to that. And then um, to the lady that is on the panel there, I think it's very unfair to, 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 to generalize. I'm a man, and I'm working for the good of the society, and there is 90%, I think, or 99% of men who are working for the good of the society. For us to root out the issue of rape in this country... We should stop the, the issue of them and us. I think men are part of this whole thing um, to, to, to erase this cage. So I would like us to, to, to talk to that. And finally, the issue of the president, uh, I think uh, it's very unfair. I think it's blackmail to then use him because he's got all these other scandals and therefore pull him to every bad thing that happens. And I think we must refrain from that. Look, I don't punch for Zuma, but I think um, it's wrong.
1: Well, thank you very much for your comment, uh, Eddie, in Cape Town. Uh, but, uh, uh, Professor Mabizela, I'd like you to respond to that call, but first I want to start with uh, Um I'd like you to respond to the callers, some of the callers that we've had this morning. But also, Lihle, how do you then as a student body start to work with management to to charter a way forward? Because what we want to avoid is particularly what one of the, the the listeners said, is a he said, she said scenario. We're dealing with acts of crime here. We're dealing with the rights of women's bodies. We're dealing with safety at tertiary institutions where the primary uh, task is to learn, and safety and security should not be the primary task.
4: Just a couple of things. I think that there needs to be decisive leadership in this institution, decisive leadership which undertakes to have a thorough look at the policy that they have in relation to sexual assault on this campus. So by that, you need to look at the ways in which the policies are not survivor sensitive, because that is the issue and trying to think through it just does not put the onus and the burden of proof squarely on the shoulders of the survivor because that is what we're having now we're having this huge um wall which deters survivors from reporting because you have to go through all these precedent procedures which in essence expect you to relive and to 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 to, to Think again of what has happened to you. Again, not taking seriously the fact that you have been violated, you have been traumatized, and then to be expected again to go up and tell your story to provide evidence to submit a risk well, which in most instances, in most instances is secondary violation. So, how then is the university going to deal with that issue? Yes, I understand it's a national issue, but also at the university level. What are institutions of higher learning doing to ensure that we have an overhaul of these policies and procedures? A second thing is that if they're having protests like this on campus, it does not help for the university to then issue a court interdict against the students shutting down any form of protest that is happening on campus. So if students are protesting this red culture, this insidious and violent red culture at very University, and then management responds by issuing an interdict against present individuals and all students seen or caught protesting, how then does the university expect students to come to the table and even begin any form of negotiation if they're already closing down the channels of conversation? All right, so then yep. I think Dr. Marduzela needs to account for those things and see how he himself and its management are actually shutting down the conversation and closing it in, in such a manner that students will actually have discharge and will not be willing to talk or even have any negotiations with management. But they're continuing to to, to, to use the law and, and issue of issue of legality and process and violent process and she will not be able to even begin to have a conversation on campus. Uh,
1: Alicia, I'm going to come in now because I really do think that, uh, Professor Mabizela, I, I don't want us to talk in circles now because we have five minutes left. We need to know what's going to happen now, here and now, particularly on your campus. Uh, you, I know that you've appointed a task team. Before you get into that, please respond to Eddie in Cape Town's um, uh, question about how does one, when it comes to, how do you Prove violation, um, yeah. uh, number one, and then the, the issue of, of mediation. Um, and how are you going to, you know, what are some of the immediate changes you're going to make to your policy? Good.
7: Um,
6: Krivani, I, I, perhaps I did not come through clearly here. I said that there is a problem with the national policy or the national legislation, the Sexual Offenses Act, to the extent that it requires the survivor to prove that there was an internment. It's not the university. It's the national legislation mm-hmm. and I've indicated that our law faculty is looking into this so that the, we can find a way of not placing an onerous responsibility on the survivor to prove this element. All right. Mediation. So, Professor
1: Mabizela, w- describe to us what's happening on your campus today. Uh, it's 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 four minutes to nine. Is yeah. there visible security? Are, are students on strike? Where are we going with this conversation at this time?
6: There is no visible security. Um, the the, there is an interdict, and the interdict does not prevent any form of, of protest. It is completely incorrect. Uh, it deals with very specific issues, and so to suggest that the interdict prevents students from protesting, any peaceful protest which is within the prescripts of the law is protected by the Constitution. So the interdict does not prevent students from protesting. Uh, we have set up, as you have indicated, we have set up a task team which is working on these things. We are reviewing our, our procedures and our policies to make sure that they are indeed survivor-friendly. Uh, we are enhancing our processes and procedures. Uh, we are increasing the capacity of our harassment office so that students are able to report. But more than that, we are also providing education and training on issues of consent uh, today, we have encouraged discussions in the dining halls about issues of sexual violence and rape in our society with a view to ensuring that people have a better understanding of these issues Uh, so there is a lot uh, uh, that is happening and I think the strength of what has happened at Rhodes is to open a national debate on these very important issues of sexual violence and rape in our society Mm -hmm. and I think that is a significant contribution because we do not normally engage on these very, very important issues. as I've indicated, every woman has a right to have bodily integrity, and we need to make sure that young men understand that.
1: Thank you very much, Professor Mabizela. Um, Liefle, your closing thoughts, very quickly.
4: I'm just going to say that she will continue practicing until the month at the Met. Until such a time that the university actually takes it seriously. And but do you think not think the, the university,
1: industry, is, you know, hearing what the professor has just said, is are you are you not happy with those moves for now?
4: No, we're not particularly happy with them because there's no status movement in a it, issue. It, 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 it. It's all very momentous to come on radio and say be safe and to issue these issue but the issue that they should. What, is, what are the structural implementations that the university is going to do moving forward? And I that has been answered. I'll hand that back
1: well. All right. Uh, Lisa, thank you very much uh, for your um, uh, um, uh, commentary, for your opinions um, on, the show, the, on the forum at 8 uh, today. I'd like to quickly... Go back to uh, Elizabeth LaRue, researcher for the Unit for Religion and Development Research. She's written a piece in the Mail and Guardian and says, discussing rape culture involves talking about the societal attitudes regarding sexuality and gender that normalizes sexual abuse society normalizes sexually violent acts in various ways through jokes songs universities can do a great deal we've got to keep having the conversation but not only talking about you know the rape culture on the campuses but also about south, you know south africa at large um and and indeed a huge conversation to to go through. Thank you very much to all of you who've taken the time to listen in, to contribute um, to the program. And uh, we will definitely have to keep tabs, not only on uh, Rhodes University, but uh, other campuses and other areas uh, ac- across the country. Uh, a big thank you to our guest, Professor Sizwe Mabizela, as well as uh, the Vice Chancellor at Rhodes University, as well as uh, Lihle Ngobozi. It's uh, the end of AM Live. For this morning, time for the news at night.